What up, y'all? It's DJ MV. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, what's up, guys? Hi, beautiful people. It's been so crazy. Um, I want to say thank you again for everybody that's coming out to my car show November 3rd at the Meadowlands Expo Center. We appreciate you guys for supporting us. Now, uh, if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. It's going to be on a wonderful, great day. All right. It's... um. It's a family day of cars and just fun. So it's going to be jumpies for kids, face painting. Uh, we have a video game section now where kids can actually come and play video games against each other. Mm-hmm. Food. Gonna be, yeah, food. Uh, there's going to be surprise performances. Uh, and there's going to be a bunch of cars. I mean, uh, Cardi B, uh, 50 Cent, Fabulous. Uh, Nas. Nas, uh, Hood Celebrity. And a bunch of other people. There's going to be all types of cars, from Bugattis to Ferraris to Lamborghinis. It's going to be exclusive. To your new cars. toy. Yeah, my new toy will your be there. Your new toy. Yes, yes. My I'm new actually toy. happy about your new toy. Oh. Because you were overjoyed. I was at the hair salon getting my hair done. Rashawn picked up his new toy. He picked Madison up from school. Mm-hmm. And then they popped up on me at the hair salon because he couldn't wait for me to get home and to show my it new to baby. me. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that it's adorable. Like, I like... I like all the cars. I like that you have a thing for cars. But mm-hmm. this one really, really looks like a toy. Right. Like it looks like a, a cute toy. Right. It's my little, uh, it's a G-Wagon. Cabriolet. Uh, Cabriolet. Uh, they only made it overseas. So you can only pick it up in Europe. Um, so what people did was some people actually shipped it over here to the States and very limited. Uh, they call it the unicorn or Mercedes Benz. And I was able to get one and shout out to Manhattan Motors. Uh, we actually redid it. So when I say redid it, we just we made it look like the brand new one. So we updated it with everything mm-hmm. new. And the car is amazing. It and really I, can't, is. I can't wait for you guys to see it at the car show. I know I posted pictures, but you will get to see it at the car show. Yes. All right. So definitely get your tickets. Hit up eventbrite.com. Just hit uh, search DJ MV. The car show will come up. And hopefully I will get to see you guys at the car show. Yes. Uh, Gia and the, and the kids will be there. Yes. Um, a couple of celebrities will be there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Now, what you want to talk about today on this podcast? I have a topic that I'm going to bring up. So you're not going to debo the conversation this time. I want to ask you a question. Shoot. I have a friend Uh that you know, Mm -hmm. and she actually told me that she wanted me to ask your opinion. Okay. So I'm going to ask your opinion. I said, do you mind if I ask your ask his opinion on the podcast? Mm -hmm. Um, Because this way, you know, it'll be genuine and authentic and we can kind of share it with the world because maybe other people are wondering the same thing that you're wondering. She said, sure, just leave my name out of it. Okay. (laughs) I said, okay. Yeah. Um, So. I'm listening. She is dating a guy. Mm hmm. And they just became exclusive. Okay. Okay. So he's only dating her. She's only dating him. Correct. And they're only being intimate with one another. Okay. She doesn't have much in common with him. Mm-hmm. She doesn't love his personality. Mm-hmm. She said that sometimes when they talk, the conversation goes blank. Mm-hmm. There's not that much to talk about. She said when she, when he does talk... The things that he says, she doesn't find very interesting. Okay. She said that she went out to dinner with him the other day and for about 30 minutes, it was good. Okay. But by the time they were halfway through the entree, conversation went blank and they both pulled out their phones. Okay. I said, so you guys were one of those couples. Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah. I said, so what in the world do you see in him? She said that it is the best sex that she has ever had in her life. Okay. And she's had a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's one of my liberal friends. Okay. Um she's very free All right. with herself. She always protects herself, but she's um one of those well, women should be able to do the same thing that men do. And I'm just out here living and I want to have fun and I want to go out and I want to enjoy myself and I want the same privileges that men have. So she's of that mindset. Okay. So she's experienced. And she said, with all of that being said, that this man gives her the best sex and the best orgasms of her life. Okay. And I mean, me just being nosy and curious, I said, well, what makes it so good? She said, Gia, he is the most passionate person 
imaginable. Mm-hmm. The way that he touches me, it's like it sets me on fire. It electrifies me. The way he looks at me, the way he kisses me, the way that he pulls my hair, the way that he grips my waist, the way that he pulls me in close to him. Just everything about the passion and the chemistry. It's as though like we're both insatiable. Okay. During our exchange. She said, it's so mind blowing and so addictive. She said, it's so great that I cannot imagine living without it. Mm -hmm. Because in her opinion, no one will ever compare. Okay. I said, wow, that sounds like some good ish. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So... So I said, Mm -hmm. you find that that's enough to be in an exclusive relationship with him. Right. And she said, I can't imagine him being that way with anybody else. Okay. Like it would tear me to shreds. It would pull me apart. I cannot like I would lose my mind to find out that he was sharing himself with somebody else. So that's part of the reason why we got involved in an exclusive relationship. Like he's my man. I'm his girl. But everything else in the relationship is lacking. So, A, I want to know what do you think about that? And B, from your perspective, how important, not even important, forget important, how powerful and influential is sex to you in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Do you think that it can have the power to make everything else that's lacking in the relationship fall by the wayside. Like if you put it on the scale, do you think that sex is heavy enough? Good sex, like amazing mind blowing sex, the way Uh that she described it is heavy enough to outweigh all the things that don't make the cut. Um, Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Yes. I, I, I think yes. And this is the reason why I think this there are some people out there that are sexual, sexual beings. Like, think about sex 24-7. Everything is sexual to them. If they look at uh, a hot dog, they're thinking of a penis. You know, if they <laughs> if they look at, you know, um, whatever, that's what they think about 24-7. There's a lot of people in this world that think like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's people out on this world that don't think like that. So for people who are sexually and always thinking about sex, Everything matters as far as sex is concerned first, meaning they want that feeling of passion. They want that feeling of orgasm or the best orgasm or they want to come more times than they ever came before and this, that and the other. So for those type of people, sex means more than the relationship, meaning they would prefer a, a, a better sex game than having a conversation. And that's why I think a lot of people, they'll they'll fuck with a dummy. Yeah, I fuck with a dummy. He don't know shit, <laughs> but he fucks the shit out of me. And I think a lot of people feel like that and they stay in relationships because they're like, I really don't want to be with him. We have nothing in common, but shit, he fucks the shit out of me and I love it. And that's what make a lot of people fall back and say, okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I can get through him being stupid or maybe I can get through her being stupid. Or if people do something in a relationship where people are upset and mad, a lot of times they know that, all right, well, I'll just fuck her good and she'll just forgive me. And it happens a lot. Happens a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I hear about it in relationships all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's a bunch of people in this world that love sex, but it's not on their mind 24-7. And when I say that is, for instance, I love sex. I love having sex with you. I love coming. I love right. making you come. Wonderful. Uh, I love the other night, the other time when we were in uh, Dominican Republic and I was trying to make you come as many times as I possibly can. Because you're an overachiever. I, I just want it. I just want to say <laughs> you are a clear overachiever. But I also love. Like, wow. Th- thank you. Thank like, you. wow. Thank you. Hands up in the sky. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take my extra credit. But I also love when we drink, too, because when we drink, it's even <laughs> It even goes harder because then it goes it, harder. Well, not shut up. <laughs> what I mean, we go harder is because we already just kind of just do us. But when we're drinking, everything is out the window. Like it doesn't matter. It's, it's I'm going to try to eat you out. 72. Okay, like okay, we, okay. we go back and forth. Like you try to outdo me. I try to outdo you. You try to outdo me. I try to outdo you. That usually happens when we drink. 
Mm-hmm. When we don't drink, it's usually we just one and done. But when we when we get a little lick in our system, me and you try to outdo each other. You be like, well, you just came. Well, I'm going to make you come. Then I'm going to make you come. I'm going to make you come twice. Well, I'm going to make you come twice. I'm going to make you come three times. Like, that's how we are when we've been okay. drinking. Okay. Right, but I don't even know how we got there. But, I don't know how you got there. But to say, for instance, like, there are people like for you me. You said that you love sex. I love sex, but... It's not on my mind twenty four seven. Meaning, there's some people wake up and be like, "Oh shit, I'm, I'm hard. I, I want to have. I want to. I want to have sex." And there's some people that wake up, I think, and be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm horny. I gotta. I, I gotta touch myself." That's how I think a lot of people are. <laughs> For me, I wake up, and the thing, <clears throat> and the thing that is constantly on my mind is making money. Making money, right? That's that's what it is. It's not making money because I'm a selfish guy. I just want to make money. I want to make money because I want to make sure our family is good. Right. This so, I know about you. So that's what's mm-hmm. constantly on my mind. Like even when we do in a podcast, I'm still thinking about, hmm, what can I do to make money? What can I do to make the brand bigger? What can I do to buy more real estate? What can I do to make sure right. our kids are great? And that's what's constantly on my mind. Even when I sleep, that's what I dream but about. But you're an overachiever in... I feel like all aspects of life. Correct. Like nothing, I don't want to say nothing is ever good enough for you, but I don't think that you'll ever be satisfied because you're always looking at what's next, what's next, Correct. what's next. You know, like but the no matter how much you ever have, you're always going to want more. Absolutely. So your time is always occupied mm-hmm. with your business sense. Correct. So you're always thinking about motivating and matriculating, moving up, 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 leveling right. up, leveling up, leveling. That's that's who you are. I think people that aren't as preoccupied as you may be have a little bit more brain space to entertain other things. Correct. You know, you're not. That's that's one thing I don't like about myself is I'm one track minded when it comes to certain things. And I I know we're going off topic a little bit, but when it comes to me, I think so much about not having that. That's all I think about. But why would you think so much about not having? Because I've seen so many people have it and then lose it and then have nothing to show for it. So it's like a subconscious fear. So it's a subconscious fear. And Mm -hmm. my, one of my biggest fears is dying and not leaving the family set up properly. And when I say set up properly. But we've done everything that should be done. Right. And that's adequate in case anything ever does happen to you or in case anything ever does happen to me. We're set up for that. Right. But I want to make sure they're able to live the lifestyle that we live now. And and that's in 10 years from now when prices go up. Like, for instance, if Madison gets out of college and says, Dad, I want, you know, and says, hey, I want to be a garbage woman. And. And I'm like, all right, bet. But you're not going to just be a garbage woman. We're going to own a garbage, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of garbage trucks and make it a business. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we can do that, you know, for all of our kids. Right. I want to make sure that we're great and that they're set up so that their kids' kids is great. Kind of like the Rockefeller family and Beyonce and Jay. And even though I hate saying his name, but the President Trump, like his family is set for life. And I want to make sure our family is set for life. So that's what's constantly on my mind. What's well, next? You're always like trying I'm to five years You're always ahead. trying to create generate generational wealth absolutely and you and that preoccupies your mind so i don't think that you have as much time energy and mental capacity to be as obsessed with sex as like for instance some other people i could be let's say eating you out right come on nashawn i'm being honest i know but come on i'm I'm eating you out right and i'm I'm eating you out and i could be like (laughs) oh you know what will make this better tongue numbing cream just imagine if you could put some numbing cream on your tongue and you could just eat your girl or your wife or your fiance out for eight hours straight. And I would, and I would be like, all right. And you'll go and Google it and see if anybody's thought of it. Right. And, but, that's and what, then, but that's what I would be thinking. <laughs> Call up a numbing company in the morning. Exactly. But that's that's <laughs> my mind frame. you can frame. get it patented. Right. So while. Awesome. So while, but that's Fantastic. my mind. That's my mind frame. Right. You know, we, me and you could be having sex, right? And let's say. Can you come up with other examples that exclude like. My naked body. I mean, we were talking about we were talking about sex, that. like, but you know, just whatever it may be, these are the things I think about all day long. But when I go to sleep, most people go to sleep and they have sweet dreams and they close their eyes <laughs> and whatever happens, right? Sweet dreams, right? Me, I go every night. I go to sleep. I go to sleep thinking of something. Mm-hmm. So, like, I let's say for instance, last night I went to sleep, boom, and I was like, 
Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Set it up. So now you're asleep. I'm about to go to sleep, right? About to go to sleep. You're closing your eyes. The room is dark. So this is what I think about. I'm like, damn, whatever my hobby is, how can I make money off of my hobby? Right? Mm -hmm. So I like, I like, I like cars. Like, what can I do to, to, to make money off of my cars and to give people jobs and to help people and, you know, to donate some money to car show that's how the car show idea came about it's like i thought you said last night no no no. i'm not saying last night but this this you just said last night this is what was on my mind before i don't know i don't know what i thought about last night but things like that are on my mind so i think about how i can take a hobby and make it a business right i always think about that Mm -hmm. you know if i'm into jewelry i'm like hmm i love watches how can i make money off of these watches that's that's my way of thinking right i know most people don't think like that Mm -hmm. so back to what you were saying for me bomb sex is not going to make me say oh my gosh i need to stay oh my gosh i love the it's it's not it has to be a it has to be all of the above all the attributes it has to be she has to be smart she has to be caring she has to have honor loyalty everything has to matter mm-hmm. so for that situation mm-hmm. your friend your friend feels like that because that's all she wants She's just a sexaholic and she just wants dick. No, no. Okay, she is a sexaholic. See? Girl, you know you're a sexaholic. So I know for, you're listening right so now. So for her, <laughs> but, he could do no, something no. and he knows that. And guys know the power and women know the power too when they have, when they find somebody like that. But I don't think he's holding back conversation. I think he just doesn't have it. No, 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 no. no. Meaning, meaning he knows the power of his dick. He knows that he can make her shut the fuck up, stay, sit, Chill out. Don't beef. Don't argue. Cook some breakfast. Cook some dinner. Cook some lunch. All with the power of his dick. Okay. Um, but you don't relate to that. I I don't. So you don't think that any sex could be good enough to make you stay with somebody if they're lacking in other areas. So you don't you don't think the power of the P is as powerful as it may be for some other men? No. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, I, I think what, I... Well, what do you think? Mm. I have to think about that for a second. Okay. Um, hmm. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Good sex is serious. Mm-hmm. Good sex is serious. And I can't speak from personal experience as much as I'd like to. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I'm imagining, Mm -hmm. if I'm imagining, if you're used to mediocre sex, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And then you have sex with someone and it's something completely off your radar, Mm -hmm. something that you've never experienced, something that you've never imagined and it's all tied up in your feelings. Like you're feeling like sex is um, like it, it's not just about the physical nature of it. You know, sex gets into your psyche. And if it's good sex and there is a connection and a chemistry, it can get into your soul and it can feel a little euphoric. You know, Mm -hmm. so if you're used to mediocre sex, okay, me on top. Okay, you on top. Okay, turn over. All right, now it's over. Kiss. Good night. If you're used to mediocre, regular, normal, um, repetitive type of sex, Uh and then someone busts out the gate with some new ish Uh and you're feeling feelings that you've never felt before, I could imagine that it would be intoxicating okay and that it could drive someone into serious infatuation and mess with their ability to reason right (laughs) i could imagine that so i'm saying that from the perspective right so i've only been with you sexually Uh so to me sex with you is incredible are you just saying that because no 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 no. it's utterly incredible it's incredible but let's say Right. Because I don't have a gauge. Let's say it's actually mediocre. Right. Well, I know where I want to go after this, too. OK. We might not have a time for argument of the week. Another day. I mean, um, email of the week because I got another thing. Go ahead, OK. Go. But let's say it's actually mediocre based on other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. Then let's say we break up 
And then I have sex with somebody else. Uh-huh. And it's something that I never experienced with you. I'm only imagining how that would affect me. Right. And if it would send me into a tailspin or not. Okay. You know, so I can't really speak from experience. I can only speak based on what I imagine. Okay. Um, and I imagine that it could be some hardcore stuff. I, I, I think so. But that's also because you and I are different. I'm a very sexual person. Very. And I think about sex all the time for a good portion of the day. Correct. And that's just how I'm hardwired. Correct. You know, I've always been like that. I think about sex. I don't want to say constantly, but a whole hell of a lot. Correct. So I'm sexually driven. So my opinion is kind of coming from there. You, I just think that you're too busy and you're responsible for too much. I'm responsible for a lot, mm-hmm. but you're responsible for more. Right. So much more. So I understand where you're coming from. And not that your responsibility is less than my responsibility, but for me, it's I'm always thinking of next, of how to make <laughs> what re- whatever we're doing But that's last. the man in you. Right. So that's but why I- I'm saying that you're responsible for more. You're so masculine and you're... Um, you're you're always thinking about providing and protecting Correct. in the future. So you take that on as a responsibility. And I'm thinking about our future. And to a degree, I'm thinking about providing. Um, but I'm not thinking about protecting. And I'm not holding myself as the sole person from which that protection and that providing is going to come from not only that i think for me it's also i try to make sure everybody has things that we didn't have you know like i took logan to the yankee game and my dad to the yankee game last week right playoff Mm -hmm. game and i'm sitting there and i'm we're watching the game and i'm like this is crazy because as a kid the only games we went to was either when they gave away something like bat day or the double header where we got two for one Mm mm-hmm and we were like in, in high, the highest, the highest, the highest seats ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, taking, high as in far away from the field, far away from the field. <laughs> right. So for me, the fact that, you know, now we can afford to sit in better seats and I can take my dad and take Logan means everything. And I always want them to feel that. Mm-hmm. And not that if they can't, that they will be hurt or I'll be hurt. I just want to make sure that. I can continue to provide that or the fact that we can go to the the Giants games and watch that or the fact that, you know, we're able to buy Madison a car for her birthday or the fact that we're able to take uh, vacations or the fact that we can still do all that and still give back to whatever it may be. I love that feeling and that's what's on my mind constantly. Right. Like right. even as we do this podcast, I'm thinking about how can I make my car show bigger? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about how can we like that's what's always on my mind. I'm thinking about, damn, how come how come Gia doesn't have her own clothing line? Like she wears clothes. People comment on her clothes. She looks beautiful. It's outside of anybody else out there. How the fuck can I figure out and this make it making her a clothing line? You know, that's the things that I'm thinking about. I don't I'm, want one right now. Well, I'm, well You've asked you don't a want thousand one, but times. I'm trying to get one. No, I want one. But eventually when the time is right or, you know. Your, your your beauty regimen, you know, how you wash your face and how you, you know, keep your face looking so bright and this, that, and the other. Like, why the fuck doesn't Gia have her own, you know, beauty line where it's washing and scrubbing her face and keeping her face looking this way? And I just love but your, no, the, your terms. No. The way you wash your no, face. It's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth because, no. Well, people the washing don't, and the scrubbing. No. <laughs> Because people don't understand it's like you just don't you just don't go buy face wash (laughs) like you do your homework like you Google you're on like you really look and know the ingredients of this face wash and then you mix it with this uh, scrub and then you mix it with this mask and you know what's in that shit. So I'm like, why the fuck don't we have our own shit? And the, the dope thing about it is you care. 
And when I say you care, right. is when people hit you, like you care and you explain, oh, I use this face wash because it is. I use this scrub because it is. I use this moisturizer because it is. I use this uh, exolic uh, acid and this has this. This I, who? I don't know. Whatever the shit is called <laughs> that you use. But you're into that shit so well. And I'm like, how can I turn that into a business? Why do we keep buying from other people? When you can create this on your own, because and it the time's being, not right, and right it's a minor, I'm not to say that it's right, but I'm thinking about when it is right to be ready. Like, but why not have a minority-owned business? Like, those are the things I'm thinking about. Well, to answer your question, um, I think that a lot of times people have an idea and they try to put things out too quickly, and it could be because they're hot at the moment, Correct. or you know, all eyes are on them at the moment. But <clears throat> for me. For me to put my name behind anything, it has to be 200%. Right. And I must- it has to be 200%. It has to be of the quality that I would purchase with my own money. It would have to be something that I would choose to use or buy. Now, all right. And for that's instance. why every t- you've been talking to me about a clothing line for years and a lot of distributors and designers have approached me about a clothing line and no, like it has to be right. It has to be quality. It has to be a good price point. It has to be affordable. We have to figure out a way to do it where people can actually attain it without it breaking their pocketbooks. And at the same time, it's not going to fall apart in the wash. Do you know what I mean? Like for a skincare line, it has to be on the same level or better than the things that I use now. And I think the things that I use now are incredible. Right. So when the time is right, when we connect all those dots. But yeah, but I was just saying why, what, what I think about all the time. These are the things that are on my mind. So back to the original thing we were talking about. Right. For me, no. But for a lot of people, <laughs> I do think sex can make people forget about the other stupid shit in a relationship. Absolutely. Positively. Okay. All right. And it can get people all the way caught up and staying in relationships that they don't belong in. I agree. Okay. All right. Well, there you have your answer, friend. Now, you know what I also wanted to talk to you about? Is this a thing that you mentioned a little while ago? Why Hmm. is, I ain't gonna say drunk sex, but why when we drink (laughs) and have sex is better than when we're not drinking? Um, I think anybody listening to this podcast could probably (laughs) answer that question. Why? Um, it's not like we have to be free with each other. We've, we've known each other since 16. Why? Oh no, we're definitely free. Um, I think that... Uh, this is going to sound like an alcohol ad. I don't want this to be like an alcohol ad. Just show. asking. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I'm asking... Because I know I'm about to start saying things that in a way promotes alcohol. And that's not really what I want to do. But, but I don't understand. But, you know, why? Why when... Like when we go... Well, like we don't... All right, for everybody out here, when we're home, we don't drink. Like, we don't have glasses of wine. Oh, yeah, no. We don't, we, we don't drink. Very rarely we drink. When we go out of town... We, o- we really only drink when we go out of town. When we go out of town or we do something special, a special event. So, we only... Yeah, you know, like your birthday, mm-hmm. we drink. When we go out of town, we drink. But if it's a regular Friday or Saturday night, even if we go out to a club together or whatever, we don't drink. Once in a while, we'll have a glass of Remy Martin. But besides that, we don't drink. Right. We don't. But when we go out of town that's and we go on the road, <laughs> we drink. And maybe that's because there's no kids around. Well, that's, that's maybe a big it's because part of there's it. no, we don't necessarily have as much responsibility there. Maybe that's part of the reason we know that we don't have to get up and go. Maybe that's part of the reason. But when we go to these places, whether we go out of town, out of country, or, you know, a different state, when we drink, our sexual. Energy and experience is times 10 to the point where (laughs) like sometimes I'm like, shit, we should just take a shot before we have sex at home because like we'd be doing all types of maybe maybe this this the the liquor makes me feel like Superman and I I definitely fuck with one foot, you know, leg up. You can put your foot down. Nobody can see you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Nobody can see you. You you know what I mean? So why is that? Um, Well, I think it's because of the nature of alcohol. And I think that that. Well, the nature of alcohol is the reason why people drink. When you ingest alcohol, it gives you a certain sense of numbness to reality. Uh It gives you the courage 
to be who you may want to be, mm-hmm. but you can't in your normal state of mind. Um, it gives you the ability in a lot of cases to say things mm-hmm. that you would choose not to say in your normal state of mind. For instance, <clears throat> if you're a shy person right, and you don't like to be on front street, if you drink, you might be that girl that goes out on the middle of the dance floor, knowing good and damn well that you don't have any rhythm and you will dance and have your best night and not give a bleep about anyone's judgment about your rhythm or your dancing ability. Mm-hmm. And you'll wake up the next morning and continue not to care because you are that free. It gives people superpowers right. in a sense. It gives you a cape of braveness and the ability to not care, which is what a lot of people don't have naturally. If people could have the ability to not care mm-hmm. and to just be their complete unadulterated selves all the time, say what you want, do what you want, act on your feelings and your emotions and be free. I mean, wow. Can you imagine? Right. But when you drink, it gives you the ability to do that. We're free with each other. I think we've experienced everything with each other, especially sexually. But when I drink personally, I'm even that more loosey goosey, even that more free. I think that as free as we are, I think we're both and everybody has a little portion of them that might be a little reserved mm-hmm. where you just might hold back a little bit of yourself. And I know that when I drink, that little reserved part of me goes straight out the window. Correct. And the same thing with you, you know, and I'll give like an example. Then, well, our podcast is TMI, so whatever. When we have sex, you might talk dirty, mm-hmm. right? And say things and whatnot, and it heightens the whole experience, right? Puts us both in a mood. But when you drink, you say that stuff like you mean it. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, you're more emphatic, you say more. If you find yourself to be a sexy person and you have a certain confidence, the normal part of you might reserve a little bit of that bravado. But when you drink, you unleash all of it. Gotcha. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turns you into a little bit of a super you. Gotcha. And let me just say, when I say super, I'm talking about in certain contexts. You know, like if you're a driver, it's not going to turn you into a super driver. It's going to turn you into a horrible driver. Gotcha. You know, if you're about to get into a fight with somebody or if you're a mean drunk or if you're a mean person, it's going to turn you into a meaner drunk. So right. I'm not saying it turns you into a super you gotcha. in all contexts, but I'm talking about sexually for us, maybe not for everybody. It heightens everything. It, it exaggerates the normal you. Right. And I think that that's what, and I think that it also, um, I think it must do something to me physically because when we drink, I'm able to have more orgasms than I'm able to have on a normal night. Right. And I haven't really been able to figure out why, but when we were in, where were we? Dominican Dominican Republic. Republic. I don't even know what happened that night. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you came five times. Okay. I don't, I was being evasive. Oh, 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 thanks. All right. Sorry. But, I don't think that that would have happened on a normal night. Mm. So I think that it might even possibly make me more sensitive Mm. to things and to a mood and to a vibe and to an energy. Gotcha. What do you think? I agree. I agree. I think it's, I think, um, like you said, it's freer. Um, You know, the first thing you usually do when we go back to the room is either you go to the bathroom or you tie your hair up. Right? A lot of times, right? Um, I'm usually intoxicated. So I don't remember what I do. Well, when you're not, <laughs> in, when you're not intoxicated, you oh, you mean the bathroom normal and, night. Yeah, and you yeah. tie your hair up, right? Uh-huh. When, when you have a, a, some alcohol in you, you don't give a fuck about your hair. I don't give a bleep about anything. You be like, I deal with this hair in the morning. <laughs> exactly. And let me, let me explain something to you if, for the if, people out if there. If my roots frizz and grow exponentially and my head winds up looking like a pillow in the morning, I just have that mindset like, I'll just deal with it. Oh, ponytail day. Let me, let, me, let me explain something for people that, that don't know. Like, Gia is very OCD. Like, even to the point when she takes her clothes off at night, she takes her clothes off, she folds it. This is all before she gets, gets in the bed. It could be 15 minutes before she gets in the bed. Like, she's taking off her bracelet, her, her earrings, her ring, 
her watch. She's putting it, placing it on whatever it is. If we're in a hotel, it's the desk or it's the table. She's placing it nice so it doesn't get messed up. Uh, she's taking off her clothes, her, her cuffs, whatever it is. She takes it off, puts it down neatly. Shoes, puts it in the corner like it's nice. When she drinks, when we wake up in the morning, there's a line of clothes, jewelry, <laughs> panties, hanging on the curtain yeah, rod, shit all over the place. You just don't give a fuck. Yes, right. You ripped off my tights one of those nights, and you know how I am about my tights, right? And you literally ripped them. I couldn't get and, off, and I couldn't even. I didn't have the capacity to care. I was right. just happy that they were off. Right. <laughs> like that is not me. Right. But that is not me. So so to answer your question, yes, when you when you drink, that opens you up a little bit. It makes you it makes us a different couple. Yeah. Yeah. It removes all reservations. So um I don't know. We're married and it's in certain contexts and we recommend that you drink responsibly. Absolutely. I, as you guys know, if you, if you guys listen to the podcast, I really only drink when Rashawn is around. Um, mm-hmm. And I drink with a purpose. I drink so that I can have those um, heightened moments Correct. with him so that we have a little bit more fun while we're out and whatnot. I don't drink socially. Like right. I'm not the girl that's going to go out with her girlfriends and have a martini or a mm-hmm. Cosmo or a cranberry and vodka no. or... Anything like that, because I don't particularly like the taste of alcohol unless it's Moet Rosé. That's the only thing that I actually like the way it tastes. Mm -hmm. And I like the way Bailey's tastes. And I like um, the taste of a Bellini. Okay. But that's it. Mm -hmm. So I don't really like to drink just casually. Right. Yes. I'm a Kavasi. I like Remy Martin. That's that's what I like and Mm -hmm. enjoy. But anyway. Well, shout out to you guys out there and enjoy. Now, let's get to it. Uh, we have a little bit of time for email. What, how, how far in are we? We're 40 minutes in. Okay. So, so let's do this email right fast. Got it. Um, my boyfriend broke up with me after I had a convo with his mother. The name is Anonymous. Yeah, and Envy, I love the podcast. An example you set for love. Please keep up the positivity, transparency, and honesty. My boyfriend and I are in a long-distance relationship. We met April 2017 while vacationing in New Orleans. Neither of us thought that anything serious would transpire from the situation. But as time passed, we really fell for one another. My boyfriend is from Brooklyn and I'm from Cleveland. We commit to seeing each other at least once or one weekend each month. There's This is where things get interesting. My boyfriend has never been in a serious relationship as an adult. I met him when he was 25 and he immediately disclosed to me that. He does not do relationships, one. And two, he does not believe in marriage. Three, he does not want children. This would scare any sensible person away. But I proceeded on with caution. Fast forward to October 2017. He sent a large bouquet of flowers to my job that contained a note asking me to be his girlfriend. I was incredibly flattered because I knew he had hesitancy towards commitment. And saw something in me worth changing for. Our relationship has had an incredible amount of ups and downs. The entire time I've had to teach him how to be in a relationship. And all the intricacies that they come with. Luckily, I'm patient, understanding, and forgiving. So he's had the best environment to learn in. After 18 months of constant traveling, the distance is becoming a financial burden for both, both of us. I have arranged to relocate in New York in May 2019. It's still got a long way to go in this damn email. <laughs> he seemed thrilled about the idea and also took steps to move to Ohio if my plan failed. At 25, I have an amazing job as a project engineer. I make great money and would be sacrificing a lot by moving. His mother and I recently had a conversation about the things I should expect when I move to New York. I disclosed to her that I would at least like to know that marriage and children would be an option later on in life before making this huge commitment. She said, as a woman, I need to stand firm on my expectations and never settle. My boyfriend calls me about an hour later after talking to his mother and breaks up with me. He is now 26 and does not see himself ever getting married and does not see himself ever having children and will never partake in another relationship again. 
He told me that dating me has been the best experience he could ask for, that he loves more than anything in this world, but had to make the decision with my best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. He said that I deserve marriage and children one day and that it would be selfish of him continue dating me knowing these things he could never give me. Mm-hmm. He said that I'm the best of the best. And if he can't give me marriage and children, then he will never probably be able to commit. I am absolutely heartbroken and devastated. One thing is for certain we were crazy about one another. I truly felt as if I found my life partner, the missing piece to my puzzle. All of the emotional and financial sacrifices of a long distance relationship have been worth it. I can tell that the decision to let me go was incredibly hard for him. But I feel as if making as if he's making a huge mistake. This is a premature decision, which may not be his reality five years from now. We are nowhere near ready for marriage and children. And I feel robbed of a few more blissful years together before a decision like this should be made. This ultimately should be for me to decide, not him. Please help me. Should I risk continue dating him knowing that he may never change or should I part ways without fighting for what I believe is meant to be and lies within him? Does he really care about me the way he says he does or is this a cop out? Thank you. Whew. That's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. You out of breath? Yes. <laughs> Shit. You're rubbing your leg again. I know, I'm out of breath. I'm trying to, I gotta catch my breath. Ah, Boy, want me to start? Sure. Mm. Um, now, see, this is a difficult one because he's very clear. Mm-hmm. He's very clear at his 23 year old or 24 year old age right now. Of 26 what, right now. 26 year old of what he thinks he wants. He might from his family or, or from his mother or father doesn't think marriage works. And some people just don't want kids. They just don't want the responsibility mm-hmm. of kids. And, and that's what it is. And maybe he feels that way right now uh four years down the line he might totally think and and that's the thing people change people grow people want different things out of life people change their mind and that is true but i think him breaking up with you is him trying to be a man and not trying to hurt you Mm -hmm. he might enjoy being with you he might in love with being with you he might think you're funny enjoy the sex but he might not just want a kid and he knows that's what you want Mm -hmm. he might not want to get married but knows that's that's what you want and I guess him talking to his mom after you did, he realized, damn, she really wants this and I don't want to give this to her. Right. Um, so I'm not mad at what he did. Now, I understand that you are hurt. You know, you you feel like you, you're losing your best friend or losing somebody that you really, really enjoy being with. But I think what he did is honorable. You know, yes, I think that is dope. But I do think. I don't think it's dope. I think it's honorable. No, I think it was dope because he was he was a man and stood up for what right. what, what he really thought. Uh-huh. Because most dudes would have probably said, you know what, I'm just gonna keep fucking and whatever, whatever. Why does it have to be about that? Oh my god! Just my opinion. <laughs> no, but continue. But I really think that you know what he did was very honorable. But I do think he will come around after a while. You know, I think that no. if it, I do, I do you, think you have no premise to say that. I'm gonna tell you why. If she feels the way she does about him and hopefully or maybe he feels the same way about her. Not being around that person for a while. He'll have the feeling of I miss that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully for her. And I want that back. And I didn't think I wanted to be in a relationship and I didn't think I wanted to get married and I didn't think I wanted somebody. But damn, I missed that. And that might have been the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll say, you know what? I changed my mind. I do want that. <laughs> maybe he will. So I think she needs to stand firm and maybe let that go. Because I think that it could possibly come back. Pass me that water right there. Woo, I just read your long ass email, Anonymous. Well, I'm going to kind of jump in where you were just at. I'm not really going to start from the beginning. Okay. You said that you think he'll change his mind. I don't think that you really have a premise to say that you think that he will. I think it's more accurate to say that he may. He may. Uh But I'm just going to assume that she's the same age or about the same age. Let's just assume she's 25 or 26. Uh At 25 or 26, do I want to waste another four years hoping that the man that I love 
decides that he wants the same things in life that I want? Correct. No. Do I want to get to that four-year point and then him tell me, you know something, I love you to death, but my feelings still haven't changed? Mm -hmm. And then I'm stuck at the age of 30 having to make a decision then after having wasted four years of my life and not to say it's a complete waste. Yes, they may have been wonderful, enjoyable, love filled years, but I'm an end game type of person. Mm -hmm. And that's how I look at things. A lot of things in life. I try to look at logically. Um, I've always more so led with my head rather than my heart. Yeah. I live, I leave with my head too. (laughs) (laughs) Never miss an opportunity. Do I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I lead with my head more often than my heart. Mm-hmm. And things have to make sense to me in my mind before I'm concerned about what my heart feels. Mm-hmm. Um, I would more so take the stance of cutting my losses mm-hmm. at this point. And I know that that's a strong statement, mm-hmm. but. The idea of having a husband and children is also a strong perspective. Right. Wanting to be married and have children is, for a lot of people, the ultimate goal in life. Correct. Aside from happiness and self-fulfillment and all of those wonderful things. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, speaking simply. Correct. But most people, men and women, Want to find their life partner and create offspring. Right. Most people. When I meet somebody, and I have two friends that have said that they absolutely positively do not want children, I personally struggle to understand that. Mm -hmm. But that's my deficit. That's not theirs. It's something that I feel so opposite of that I struggle to understand how someone could not want children to nurture, whether it be of their own, whether they adopt or whatever. But how do you not want to grow a little person and pour all of your love and everything that's good in you into them and watch them blossom into their own human beings? Correct. You know, I struggle with that. So, The idea of having a life partner in the form of a husband or a wife or not, you know, a lot of people don't believe in marriage, but more so and to have children. That is such a strong conviction for people that for me, it outweighs having this deep connection with someone. I would rather and this is just like hypothetically, I would rather have a good connection with somebody mm-hmm. and have children than the deepest, most amazing connection with somebody and no commitment, mm-hmm. no children. And if we're talking, you know, in a matter of fact kind of way, there are a lot of things that come along with marriage aside from the commitment and, you know, having God in your relationship and things like that. There are things that, you get um, like benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are, There's a lot of other good things that come along with marriage as well. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. So if he is convinced that he doesn't want children and that he does not want to be ma- married, that is beyond major. Right. Like that is a huge gaping hole in your life if that is something that is one of your convictions Mm -hmm. and that you know that you want. So for him to be so young and know that, it tells me that he came to that conclusion because of maybe some life experience or something that he learned or a way that he was raised or something. That's kind of um, in his fiber, It sounds like that's what I'm getting from her email. Right, right, right. And the fact that he says you're the best thing that ever happened to him. And I think the way that you put it was he's the best of the best. I mean, that you're the best of the best. Uh If he's willing to lose the best of the best based on his conviction. Correct. Then he's pretty damn serious about it. No, 
I agree with you. I wouldn't expect him to change his mind as time goes on. Some people just want to be single. They want to live free. They want to travel when they want to travel. They don't Mm -hmm. want the responsibility. They don't want to have to move based on little people that they've created and based on a wife. They don't want anybody holding them back. They want to make money. They want to be able to spend their money. They don't want anybody weighing in or controlling or having influence on their lives. And that's them. Right. You know, and they have the right to feel that way. But in my opinion, they would need to find another like-minded person to spend the rest of their lives with, or they need to go in and out of relationships with people that are like-minded. I don't think that it works if you take a person like that and then expect them to change, Mm -hmm. to be like you. Now let's say they are together in four years and then they're 30, right? Mm -hmm. And then she breaks him down and convinces him to get married and have kids. Who wants to have a situation where it's forced? I got where you. it's forced? Mm-hmm. I don't want you to begrudge your life with me and but, the children that we have. But you know, people can change, and their ideas of thinking can change they as well. Can but I, at the age of twenty six, I'm not basing my life and my future and, I agree and with me you. moving to New York or you moving out to where I am based on a it can happen. Right, and I'm with you. That's not going to happen for me. I would say, damn it to hell. I love this man, but at this point, I just have to cut my losses and let the chips fall where they may. I agree with you. You know, I'm not saying that it might not happen sooner. He might not. He might, just like you said, like a light bulb went off when you were talking. You said, you know, he might be without her, miss her and realize that he wants to be with her. And he's willing to forsake his previous way of thinking. Hey, if that happens, great. But what I'm saying is to not bank on it and not to make life altering changes like giving up your job, mm-hmm. moving based on a it can happen or things things happen. You know, people change. No, I need a lot more of a serious commitment. If I'm getting up and I'm moving my life to where you are, I need to know what the end game is. Right. You know, we have to be planning towards something or else we're going to stay in this nice little I'm over here. You're over there relationship and we're going to see what happens. Right. I agree. I, and, and I agree absolutely positively with you. And I wish you the best. And like you said, I, if I was her, I wouldn't change my life, uproot everything that I'm doing on. Still a maybe. take his phone calls. Like you said. Yeah. But I wouldn't uproot everything that I'm doing on a maybe. And, you well, know, no, it's not on a maybe, it's on a no. Right, a no. <laughs> he said may, no. Well, maybe she could change right, what she was thinking. Right, right, right. You know, and, and um, let us know what happens. Keep us in, in, in touch. You know, you can hit up the email, which is thecaseycrew at gmail.com. Again, that's thecaseycrew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E, caseycrew at gmail.com. Can I just say one more thing? Sure, babe. They say, I don't know how true this is. I've only had one. But they say that most people have three great loves Mm -hmm. in their life. So if this is your first great love at the age of 26, it's not going to be your last love if you decide not to continue your relationship with him. So move forward with that. Okay. All right. Well, everybody else, we appreciate you riding with us and appreciate you joining us each and every week. And don't forget, again, my car show uh, November 3rd at the Meadowlands Expo Center is the Drive Your Dreams Car Show. Uh, Gia, I, and Madison have been planning this shit. I, you know, I, I don't have any other workers, so these are my workers. We've been planning cars. <laughs> Madison where they go. plotted out all the cars yesterday. Yeah, she plotted out the cars. I don't know how she did she, it. Yeah, yeah she's... She Some pl- program. Yeah, she planned it out. She moved the cars around. So the education's coming in handy. It sure is, right? <laughs> yeah. So we appreciate you guys. For more information, hit up eventbrite.com. Just search DJ Envy the car show. Come up and hopefully we get to see you guys there. Yes. All right, well, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the KC Crew. Thanks for coming over. Toodles!